0: Good day, this is Dr. Incorporated, bringing you the truth about employed physicians. I hope it's been a good day for you um, as you practice medicine. I know we're uh, just coming out of a weekend here in the Midwest, and I'm reminded of what physicians do uh, really week after week, and month after month, and that is we provide care to our patients, whether it be the weekend or the weekday. And uh, I wanna say thank you for doing that dedicated work that involves both weekends and weekday. Many people forget that um, medicine just doesn't turn off when uh, um, the Saturday and Sunday come, but we continue to press on, taking care of patients, doing the right thing, meeting their needs, and taking care of them really uh, Monday through Sunday. And Sometimes people forget that, and I wanna just remind you that uh, I'm thankful. And if somebody hasn't said thank you today, I'm saying thank you today for the work that you did and that extra time in the evenings, the weekends, or the time off that you took care of patients. Been doing this for over 25 years, and I'm aware of all the extra time it takes to really be a caring and, um, and a really sincere practice physician in today's world. Which brings me to today's truth that we're going to unpack, and that is that changing practice environments is normal for physicians. The past 25 years, I've seen this happen over and over again, both in my life in the life of my peers and friends, and we're going to talk today about this truth in a little more detail. For physicians, as we emerge from pre-med and medical training vortex that normalizes changes and transitions year after year, we often find ourselves longing for the stability of becoming an attending physician and starting our professional career. Yes, the bigger paycheck is nice. Yes, unleashing years of delayed gratification feels really good. But in the end, many of us, along with our significant others, really just long for stability, A stability that comes from becoming an attending physician through a self-determined location. We are weary from experiencing changes year after year in our medical training and really look forward to that self-perceived plateau in medicine where change only happens because you make the choice for it. This type of autonomy and control professionally and personally is a laudable destination. But today I hate to burst your bubble, It's in reality a mirage rather than a reality itself. Let me give you six reasons why that bubble will be burst if you think that plateau exists. First is change is much easier for today's physicians. The second is finding trusted peers in a medical group is elusive. The third is family life changes are inevitable for doctors. The fourth is professional maturation leads to discovery. The fifth is financial interests influence us. And the sixth is changing interest redefine our purpose. Now, let me take a few minutes to unpack each one of these for you and to get your feedback and thoughts about it as well. Let me start by talking about change is easier for today's physician. If you are a follower of the truth about employed physicians, you have most likely either made a choice to become an employed physician or contemplated becoming one yourself. I believe there are lots of good reasons to be an employed physician, and I'm a big fan of employment. Um, As you read um, our blog, as you follow this vlog, as you follow our podcast, you are are really listened or follow any of our social media outlets, you know that um, I uh, support uh, where you're at and really support this notion of employed physicians. But as employed physicians, we are among a sea of healthcare workers. And changing team physicians and team 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 jerseys is just much easier for for physicians in today's world. The traditional medical practice was a small business practice that included owning a medical office building and having deep roots in the community. And quite frankly, that model is going away. There's a new world order in medicine. And you have, a, you have a contract yourself as an employee physician that begins and ends, which by definition makes transitions natural and easier. Um, and be, for that reason, many of you really contemplate um, whether you should move on to a new job when that contract comes to an end or to resign and turn it back over. Frankly, I think this is really all the more common among the millennial and emerging Generation Z Z physicians, where short-term contracts that have beginning and end points that can be renewed is the growing expectation for their jobs. Frankly, a lot of them prefer shift to work or predictable hours with a guarded time off outside of medicine. Many of them even prefer our like gig work with various options that include a growing field of telemedicine that affords doctors little or no overhead and the ability to practice medis- medicine from virtually any location. I know that I'm in the process of building a vacation home in another state, and in that process, I've created a suite in this vacation home that will allow me to provide um, telemedicine from that location so that when I retire from my current primary care day-to-day, week-to-week practice, I'll be in a position to provide telemedicine when I want and when I don't want to. Because I think really what's going to evolve is what I would call Uber medicine that is being embraced by many. This is sort of a virtual shift type of work that allows you to work much like an Uber driver, allowing you to sign in and sign out patient care anytime you want. And uh, these sort of changes are evolving in medicine Um, The recent pandemic with uh, COVID, I think, have brought these even forward faster in a more pronounced way. And I think those options are constantly out there for physicians. So even the traditional medical practice of going to a hospital, a clinic, or a location to provide your care um, is evolving and changing. And opportunities are going to arise for you to provide care in this United States, but even all throughout the world through uh, virtual medical care. Number two, finding trusted peers in a medical group can be difficult and elusive. I tell you, I've been very fortunate in my career as as a doctor to practice medicine with friends and peers and people that, for the most part, I've really enjoyed and really liked. Some of them are my best friends in the world. Some of them have been um, just uh, friends and colleagues that I would consider associates, not, a, not being super close to them. And frankly, some have been um, real pains in the rear, people that I didn't enjoy being with or didn't enjoy practicing with. Fortunately, most of those folks have uh, moved on and moved out. But it's a difficult thing to find people that you enjoy working with, that you want to partner with long-term. I mean, face it, we all, know, we all know that finding a long-term close friends or even a spouse can be difficult than medicine, let alone finding a medical peer that you want to spend all of your days and weeks worth. Let me just say when you find somebody like that, treasure it, enjoy it, drink it up, even for the short season that it may last because it is a very special relationship and it certainly makes me- practicing medicine so much more enjoyable. When you love going to the office to spend time doing medicine with people that you really enjoy being around. Because it rarely lasts, a physician, as physician movement and change in medical groups is really a normal process. In a, my medical group of less than 20 providers, every year for the past 25 years has brought a change within the provider group. Quite simply, change is the norm. I grew up in a small community in the Midwest in that primary care medical group that provided care to our medical community there were three physicians in that group that literally never changed for never, nearly 40 years but frankly those days are gone now the practice site is owned by a corporation but the and the practice site still exist but the providers seem to be a revolving door in that clinic and that's become the norm because quite honestly for employers it's a matter of filling the provider seat to provide and to maintain a market share for their mission, as opposed to maintaining a personal presence within a community. For doctors, this constant turnover and change can be disruptive to our sense of peace and professional satisfaction in the outpatient setting because the lack of deep trusting peer relationships. Don't underestimate the importance and value of having those trusting deep peer relationships. And then there's the the notion of recruitment, because if you're in a practice setting and somebody leaves, then you've got to try and backfill or retrofill those provider uh, positions. And and I tell you, recruiting for a, a vacant provider position alone can be an exhausting process of speed dating and sorting out the bad apples from the good apples. Those who have a good reason for changing their practice location and those who are basically hiding behind um, some bad behavior, or bad experience or bad practice that um, has led them to make a change. And then there's locums. Although they're helpful to really take care of short-term workloads, some of you have found this can be a mixed bag when it comes to its impact on you in a practice location. Because frankly, even locums can cause more work for you due to their unfamiliarity with your medical system, the available resources so though although your your corporation um, may want again maintain their market share by bringing somebody in to partner or or come alongside you until you find a permanent or long-term solution those locums can uh, be pretty painful experiences for some although some can be a positive experience as well frankly most of us as doctors are individualistic but we also value the importance of a supportive, professional, peer community in our clinical areas. Frankly, we do need others professionally and personally. Which really leads me to the third um, change you can expect. Family life changes happen for doctors, and these often change our priorities. Let me start with divorce. It's a common and unfortunate um, experience, albeit less common for for physicians, but yet it is a, a reality that happens in our physician world. Nothing changes our finances, time, balance, and personal needs more than this change in our foundational relationship. I know for myself, I uh, I didn't get a divorce, but I lost a spouse to uh, cancer a few years ago, and uh, that led to remarriage for me, and that led to a practice change for me as well. Um... And so I know the power um, and importance of those sort of experiences that really lead to all sorts of changes for you professionally. Just having children alone affects our lives. And yes, they're a special blessing in our life, but they do require time. I know with my five children, nothing affected my work balance um, more than children. Nothing caused me to reorganize for professional pursuits more than this, than trying to uh, really prioritize um, connecting with and meeting the needs of my five children in my home. Even the health needs of ourselves, our spouse or our children can have an impact on us. We and our families are not machines and our health related um, needs can lead to practice alterations. As I mentioned earlier, um, when my uh, first wife contracted breast cancer, I lived in Virginia that at the time thought I was gonna practice medicine there out of residency uh, for the rest of my life. Uh, but due to her um, um, medical needs, we had to move back to the Midwest to be closer to family, to uh, help walk through her medical treatments. And I'm thankful that our family were there for us, but it led to a practice change for me. These sort of things do happen. And, and uh, even though we don't expect them, even though we don't plan them, they occur and we have to make adaptations to our professional and personal life when they do. And then there's our parents and in-laws. And their health and well-being of close family members that are common that are in common proximity for many physicians and their families. They influence where we live, what our work hours are going to be, and our housing choices, as well as our own proximity to those things and people that we value. Um, those parents and in-laws have a, a big impact on our practice of medicine. Then there's the professional maturation of discovery that happens for us individually. I really think it takes about five years in practice as an attending physician to learn what our own personal preferences are in practice and practicing medicine in our chosen field. From hospital affiliation to employers, to medical group dynamics, to EMRs, to support personnel, to preferred procedures, to call arrangements, to clinic hours, surgical procedures and skills. Our first five years is a vast web of learning what we prefer and what we like and what we don't like in medicine. Um, And as we learn that, frankly, it shapes what our interests are. It shapes what we want our practice to look like. And oftentimes that's not the same as the uh, first practice that we've signed up for. During this time, we also learn about ourselves personally because frankly, our own personal interests going through medical training are put on hold and really thrust to the back burner. And during these five years, we, we have a journey of self-discovery that really heavily shapes our futures as we learn about our own personal preferences and interests. Common, commonly, this translates in our, into our first stint as an attending physician that rarely becomes the one we stay in long term, all because of the journey of self-discovery. Learning what we want is a lifelong journey to a pursuit. But beware of the grass is greener syndrome, I would call it, in regards to this. Recruiters often prey upon a new-looking pasture that can look pretty appealing to us, only to find out later that the position was vacant for a reason and that greener pasture really wasn't green. It was really more of a brown pasture that they painted uh, pretty quickly to lure you in. But really, as we do learn about our practice preferences, our professional interests, and our own personal interest it does shape uh, kind of where we want to work, how we want to work, and, and oftentimes it doesn't fit with our first um, practice choice when we come out of uh, training in our, in our, and become an attending physician. Frankly, there's also financial inter- interests that influence us. For many, our first job is all about loan repayment and debt elimination. We take a job that promises a good quality of life, but allows us to clear the deck as soon as possible. And I tell you, a lot of times for, for many of you, this involves um, really choosing a location that may not be your first choice, but you kind of choose it because you feel like you can live there, but at the end of the day, it more quickly rid your debt. I know I had a partner that joined me here in, in the rural Midwest for about five years to uh, really go through a loan repayment process. And she came in um, really kind of being honest about that being the case. And, and she left after five years kind of being, being very honest and transparent that this wasn't her uh, perfect planned location. I get it. I understand it. And many of you are in that same boat. For others, financial independence is the goal. So beyond just debt elimination, you're uh, really pursuing a position where you become you can become financially independent as soon as you can in your in your career. So what do folks in that position do? They take the most lucrative contract available anywhere for short one to two year stints and move on and move one step further to financial independence. I wanted to remind you that we're in, a, in an era of a growing physician shortage, so opportunities abound to financially leverage this shortage favorably towards you if you're willing to change locations. And for some, financial mistakes actually lead to um, influence your behaviors when it comes to uh, practice locations. like building or, or buying that giant doctor's house or a failed financial endeavor, and we become stuck in a location that we begrudgingly have to work because of a deep-rooted financial debt associated with a state or community. I know in our um, in my uh, hospital, we had an orthopedic surgeon come in that was highly successful. He was a really good doctor and did a great job. He built this massive house in our county that frankly, dwarfed most any house in the county. Um, And uh, due to some unforeseen circumstances, uh, his practice really um, began to go under um, at At our location, and and he was really in a very uncomfortable position to not be able to move out of our community because he had built this large house that had a large debt. Um, his practice was not successful at our hospital any longer, and he found himself driving 45 minutes to an hour away to other communities to practice medicine for several years just to really pay for this giant doctor's house that he uh, he built and and really had to pay down before he could even change location. Locations. He eventually moved out of the county and is having a, has a successful practice elsewhere. But quite honestly, that house is never sold, and uh, it really sell, sets us sort of an al- albatross to his uh, failed medical practice here in this community. Um, and last thing is, the changing interests redefine our purpose. Some of you wanted to experience the real world before you worked your way back into ab- academic medicine your real passion may have been educating students or residents or doing research or medical publications but you wanted to amass some experience and after you amassed that desired experience you jumped out of the trenches and you want to get back into medical education so it's just natural to go get experience somewhere and then come back to another location to pursue really what your ultimate interest was for others you may become disillusioned with medicine after experiencing it as an attending physician you, uh, you really found that medicine wasn't all that you thought it was to be, and you choose to parlay your education, your interest, your pursuits into, into a, either a medically related or medically unrelated vocation. Medicine simply has become a platform for you to do something different in your life. A few of you discover a certain niche in medicine that drives your exclusive interest. You wake up each morning getting to do that special thing rather than having to do it. This can involve a clinical area of medicine that allows you to be a a super specialist in a particular area where you're really just doing one thing all day every day in a particular area of medicine. But it could also involve a host of other medically related professions that include legal medicine or legal medical case reviews, administrative medicine, becoming an administrator in a healthcare corporation writing blogging coaching youtube and medical conferences that resource doctors and the general public about medicine practice practice management consultant work or even public health work there's just a host of medically related jobs that that we kind of learn about as we go and we gain experience we find that it's an area of special interest for us and frankly it makes some sense to pursue it but oftentimes that leads to a change of your practice location and some, after becoming an attending physician, finally have the time to develop themselves through hobbies, interests, and ventures outside of medical practice that bloom into passion projects. These are often fueled by part-time clinical work, or possibly even a targeted date when you have enough money saved to retire early so that you can pursue these self-guided passions of purpose, which is all, of course, what the FIRE movement is about, which is both a movement within medicine and outside of medicine for high income earners. Some of you may be in that category where, you know, medicine isn't the end point, but there's a greater passion underneath uh, medicine that really medicine becomes the vehicle for allowing you to reach that. You know, just walking through uh, all of these things, I think you can see why this truth exists. Changing practice environments is normal for physicians. In my next episode, I'll walk you through this how this truth is played out in my own professional experience, and I will share with you the tale of eight physicians. Expect change.